Knock, knock. Who's there? It's me, Wolf. Wolf who? It's Wolf the dog. Well, I don't know you. Well, you're about to, baby. Open the damn door of your mind and let me in to feast upon your brain energy. Y'all know I'm here and devouring all wave-based energies in my path live from 694.2 PTBP. Ow! This week's Howlin' with Wolf is from Agent Sean McFarland. He writes, Mr. Wolf the Dog, be advised that you are currently violating Section 301 of the Communications Act regarding your broadcast of a pirate radio signal. The response team has been dispatched and are authorized to sanction any and all participants in this signal up to and including incarceration, discorporealization, and dimensional shunting. Your broadcast must be ceased immediately in the area known as the city to avoid these measures. Your compliance is mandatory. You cannot escape us. Abandon all hope. Your friends at the FCC. Ha 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 ha. Uh, FCC, huh? What does that even stand for? No one could possibly know. Probably some fake mumbo jumbo just to scare me into exile. But uh, that that, that never happened. I just uh, gotta pack a few things real quick. Remember, if you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at pretending pod on Instagram or Twitter, tag pretending to be people on Facebook, or write a five-star review on iTunes and email us at pretendingpod at gmail.com. If you want this show to grow and not plateau, you know you gotta crow like an impresario with the flow of Bordeaux and show every Joe Blow what's good on the radio. Something, something, dildo. But seriously, type about me on the internet. It gives a wolfie the strength he needs. Y'all, we had a little contest slash giveaway over on the subreddit at r slash pretending to be people. Huge shout out to user Totoro's Bang Bus on Reddit for supplying two D&D 5th edition starter sets and a bunch of dice to give away. The first winner here will receive one of those D&D 5th edition starter sets and five sets of dice. And that lucky listener is user curry chicken salad let's see oh hell yeah they drew the page in the leather bound book found at jim cook's house it is only through death that he may rise again the second winner will receive the other D&D 5th edition starter set, five sets of dice, and a box of D&D dungeon tiles. Luke claims he touched these tiles so hard. And all that is going to... Let's see here. User a non a no no no. Oh, this dirty motherfucker right here wrote that fanfic that physically shipped Joe and Clark Bishop. Jesus, man. Seriously, y'all, go read that delicious slop if you haven't yet. It should be canon. And that leaves us with the final winner, the contest winner. Now, this shit ain't random. The boys picked the favorite entry, and they are proud to present a hardback slipcase set of Delta Green the role-playing game to user S.M. Farlander. I have a note here from my producer. This absolutely stellar piece of art made my heart beat out of my chest. The attention to detail, especially the Polaroids in the background, blew me away and made the immense amount of time I put into this show feel worth it. Seriously, thank you. 
All right, y'all. That's all well and good, but let's focus now. Fuck the news. The halftime show is just finishing up and taking us directly into the heart of the scrap pit is Kudzu with no backbone. You don't hurt nobody. Get right, lose your mind, shake it, break it, overtime. Hey DJ, turn it up. You see, Dingo, burn it up. Come on, come on, lick on the floor. Say whoop. There, there it is, is. right. Yeah, <laughs> and welcome back to the Scrap It after that incredible halftime show from Mary Nightingale and the Senior Citizens. We appreciate your efforts and contributions to this society here, Mary, and we appreciate everything you've done for the family and the science. And we are back looking at the massive fight between Planet Juggernaut versus Oz Mayhem Wolf and Friends, which is just now turned into and friends what do we think Meg? this has been a whirlwind not as big as a bloodbath as i was expecting but i am still quite sated by what i've seen six times four rounds we are 24 seconds into this fight and boy <laughs> howdy has it been crazy but you are right Traditionally, most contestants do not make it past the second round here when they are stuck in the pit, in the scrap pit, with Polana Juggernaut. <laughs> Taking it down to the floor, you got Clark Bishop, all right, Clark Bishop, you're first. <laughs> Last we left off, uh, he was, uh, Planet Juggernaut was doing this rolling attack. Has he come to a stop or is he still rolling around the arena? He was rolling around, but uh, would you rather be still attached or would you rather be not attached to him with your hands up in him i would rather be not attached okay then roll sanity to decide if you are <laughs> having almost died and being uh flung about ball uh, still attached to this planet juggernaut has led you to rethink some things maybe you're not a god but maybe that death magic that's a failure over my fucking power. All right. <laughs> That's what I like to see. Go ahead and roll a D4 for me for almost dying. That's a one. All right. You're only going to lose one sanity. What's that put you at? Five? I'm at five. Boy, howdy. And in your uh, state of rage, it's hard for me not to jump into And in your state of rage, <laughs> it's my default voice now. Theoretically, uh, Planet Juggernaut is the closest to me at this point. Theoretically, that is correct. So I'm going to try and wail on him with my craziness, with my uh, disorder. I don't really have much left up my sleeve. Oh, I've still got a sniper rifle I haven't used yet. I'm going to pull that out. Awesome. Take a, it's uh, got armor-piercing bullets. Mm-hmm. It's real high-powered. Mm-hmm. My hope is to rip a hole through the son of a bitch. 
Okay, so as you go to make this attack, I'm going to need you to roll a constitution because inside this dome, we can call it like a biosphere now because wind begins to whip about and form a slight tornado in the corner and it is moving through toward you. There's, It's picked up uh, some, some of uh, Oz Mayhem Wolf's uh, yeah, leftovers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe just showed us some of his leftovers. Uh, he did a, a human spit take there. No, no water involved. No drink necessary. <laughs> just spit on your lip, and I'm ready to go. All right, so uh, you will need to roll a constitution here in order to hold on to your sniper rifle as this high-powered wind velocity is raging toward you. It's a pass. So you hold on strong and fire your firearm. A dodge is not necessary because it's impossible to dodge bullets. I pass this one a 34 on an 80. All right. High-powered sniper is going to be... <laughs> 2d10 damage. Nice. Is that that's a 10, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So 17. Woo! Planet Juggernaut takes 17 damage as these rounds just pierce. You actually, uh, a couple of them fly through, and they're through and throughs, and they fly through the other side and hit the dome, and once again, you feel the dome, it like takes the energy and disperses it through the entire dome and the ground that you're standing on, so you all feel this tremble, and it actually knocks Keith Vigna loose from the dome. Oh, okay, wow. Like I meant to do, of course. Exactly. <laughs> Keith Vigna, it's not your turn, but I'm going to have you go ahead and roll a dexterity or athletics to fall gracefully instead of hurting yourself. Do we see anything in the through and through? Oh, no, I fail. Okay, so you are... <laughs> uh, you're going to take a d6 of falling damage. That's five. <laughs> And you fall right on your back, and much like the uh, upside down of a belly flop. Ow! <laughs> Joe, you asked about the through and through of the bullets, and looking through, you just see wires and uh, mechanical bits in the very small holes that have been gauged through this massive orb, machine, planet even, of juggernaut proportions. God, it wish John was here. <laughs> Thomas, is there any activity in Marvin Glass's booth? Go ahead and roll a... Uh, I don't have that. 50-50 shot. I'm a giant robot. <laughs> 50, 57. Uh, so you wanted me to roll over 50, right? I wanted you to roll over 50, and you see Hell yeah. the curtains in Marvin Glass's booth booth begin rustling much like Jimmy's. Uh, they are <laughs> Old school meme. It's, uh, you know that the brand of curtains are Jimmy's curtains and boy howdy are they just rustling about. Interesting. Okay, how close am I to either of them? Close enough. I want to try to grab and pick them both up. Okay. Uh, so we'll do an unarmed competition between each of them individually. And because you have two actions, typically you don't take a negative on either of those attacks. So what are what are we rolling? We're rolling unarmed. To unarmed combat okay. against. My fighting? Yes. I pass with a 19. Mm, you, 
yeah. I fail with a 96. Okay. I pass with a 14, so that, I, that means I miss Keith. But you grab a hold of Clark Bishop. What do you... Uh... No, no, not again. <laughs> Clark Bishop is being held in the... What kind of uh, like finger arm hands are we dealing with here with Planet Juggernaut, Thomas? Just fucking giant like extendo arms and then big comical like... Mickey Mouse Disney gloves. gloves. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, gadget, Mickey gloves. We were on the same yeah. wavelength for that. Yeah. So we're talking uh, four fingers here? We're talking four fingers. <laughs> um, the black lines over each finger? Uh, so I, I bring Clark up to me, up to my laser eyes. <laughs> and, and Planet Juggernaut tries to speak. Awesome. Can Planet Juggernaut speak? Yeah, but make it weird. (laughs) (laughs) From within the depths of this saying, you just hear, Clark! (laughs) It's me! It's John! I don't want to fight you! We've got to find a way out of here and into Marvin Glass's booth! Can we kill him together? It's almost turning into Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no, you want to hear Mickey Mouse? That's Mickey Mouse. Huh. You don't know what the fuck Mickey sounds like. Huh. Hey, everybody, hey. let's kill Marvin Glass. Huh? <laughs> no, I sounded like this. <laughs> exactly yeah, right. like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My earphones are turned up to high pitch or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, Planet Juggernaut <laughs> takes his turn. Oh, you want to you wanna eat my ass? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Keith Vigna, you fell on your back and it hurt uh, hurt a fair amount. Yeah. Um, And you hear uh, out of the corner of your ear this noise from the depths of the big ball. I don't know if at his distance he hears anything other than (laughs) creaking metal like weirdness. I love it. Yeah. I get up. Keith gets up and um, he looks over at them and in his paranoia he links juggernaut talking to clark as them working together against me so i set up (laughs) i set up my 50 cal mounted machine gun and just let loose at both of them (laughs) incredible so here's what we're gonna do first off the tornado that is flying through the scrap pit currently is going to try to offset Thank you. Oh, man. We're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) It's an unseasonably warm night in contention. (laughs) The tornado's coming for you. You got to roll a constitution check to hold steady in this moment. Can I uh, add a little bit to use my suction gloves onto the ground and my mounted machine gun? Give yourself a plus 40. Then I win. That gives me 110. All right, with 110. See if you crit. Oh, that's true. See if you crit. I crit succeed. (laughs) He crit. (laughs) You're very stuck. (laughs) So you're so so stuck (laughs) into the ground that I will give you a plus 40% to your firearms check, but since you're firing at both of them, It'd be a negative 40 to fire at both of them, so it'll even, even out, out to okay. shoot at both of them, nice. and it's going to be one roll up and down to hit both oh. together. 
Is that a 90 or a 60? It's a 90. That's a 99 again. It's a 99. So that is a crit fail. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's two 99s in a row. Yeah. From from the prince to the to the popper place, uh, <laughs> you you boy you you just can't can't seem to to do this. What what do you uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh, so I unsuction. Oh no, I'm still suctioned down with one hand. I grab the mounted machine gun with my other hand, but the force of it is so powerful. I definitely needed two hands to shoot this, and it just starts kind of spinning around and just hitting the walls, and like kind of gets near them, but by no means would it be hitting them. So with a critical uh, failure on that, even though you critically succeeded on the strength to hold down, I'm going to say that while you fire and it's wagging about all over the place, you yourself lose control of your own suctions and get swept away in this tornado as your gun stays put on the ground along with your shoes. Oh no, my my shoe. (laughs) And you are currently flying through the air, limbs akimbo, shoes missing, and everyone can see that burned on the bottom of your left foot is the name Maggie as the tornado whips you about in the scrap pit. And that is the end of round five here at the scrap pit. We had a hell of a round this time. The old tornado came out to play and Clark Bishop was able to hold on dear Lord tightly and he snipes away, landing a couple shots all the way through Planet Juggernaut, but he was quick to turn and pick up Clark Bishop straight off the ground. What do we think about all that, Nick Nichols? Nick Nichols. You know, Clark Bishop, a reported victim of death magic, has flung himself (laughs) into quite a frenzy. Aiming rifle at our best friend, Planet Juggernaut, perhaps he wants robot blood to fill his tummy with. What do you think they were talking about out there? They seem to have some sort of low-vibrating communication going on. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I've never seen Planet Juggernaut try to talk before. Did you hear him talking? I heard something that made my nuts feel weird. It, it, <laughs> it vibrated both at a certain frequency that I have yet to find in this world, and I am going to look on the internet to find that out later. You no, it sounded like a crying refrigerator to me. I don't know about you. I hate <laughs> when my refrigerator's sad. And with moving on, we see Keith Vigna falls off from his safe place up on the top of the dome, and he falls straight on his back, immediately slamming his gun into position, but he loses that right off the bat as the tornado sweeps him away, leaving his shoes stuck to the floor. You know, it's crazy to me. Everyone keeps losing their shoes here. I haven't seen so many shoes lost in one match before can no one stay shooed <laughs> we'll find out later <laughs> shot <laughs> but first let's jump to our regular segment here at the scrap pit let's get some fighting pro tips from alfred edgerbade glass i believe we have a pre-recorded session for tonight oh wait nope i'm hearing that it's Oh, for some reason, we're getting the live feed here. Oh, and we see the video screen on the uh, the giant Jumbotron is just a video shot of a dark room with a single light on it. And you see a young man in the shadows of the room who has just cradled himself into the fetal position. And he's rocking back and forth. 
gun. Some sort of, some sort of gun. He disappeared. He, it came after him. It came after him, and he, and he disappeared. He, he, he didn't have a chance. And the gun, the gun, he disappeared. He, I mean, one disappeared, the other disappeared. Why didn't I disappear? If I don't disappear, where's the girl? The girl came in. And I just, I don't know what to. I know it's the gun. It's the gun. Oh boy, howdy! Thank you for that, uh, Alfred. Uh, we seem to have uh, gotten a weird connection there from Alfred Glass. That's our bad. I don't think we got any fighting pro tips there, did we, Nick? <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. He seemed a man possessed by something to me. If you yourself are in the scrap pit, I would not suggest rolling up in a fetal position. All right, let's get back into the fight with the top of round six. We got Clark Bishop at the top of round six. Clark is wide-eyed, having heard this mechanical planet juggernaut beast speaking to him and claiming to be John. But this isn't the first time that he's had somebody who doesn't look like John telling him he's John, so he's all ears. Roll sanity for me. John is always around you, Clark. (laughs) What am I rolling? Oh, sanity. Fuck. Oh my god, so fucking close. Uh, It's a seven on a five. Damn, dude. Oh, you were right there. (sighs) All right, well, you're going to take a D4 of sanity damage here. What? (laughs) No. Oh, good. (laughs) That's four. Oh my god. I've got one sanity. Look out, world. Clark Bishop is fucking (laughs) losing his mind. That's fine with me. It sucks, but it's fine. But Clark, having lost all the sanity, he is uh, convinced he didn't need much to believe that this is John talking to him now. So I want to stand on the palm of the hand that I've been gripped in, and I'm raising my hands up to where I think Planet Juggernaut's eyes and face are. John, you're 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 in there. It's really me, buddy. You got you got to help us. I'm not gonna. You look like you're losing your mind. <laughs> uh, maybe Clark probably starts like babbling at this point, like half listening to you and losing his mind. But there's Keaton and the Aussie. He's dead. And there's a tornado. Don't worry about what happens to Keith. Let's just kill Marvin Glass. And with that, it is Planet Juggernaut's turn. Go ahead and roll a uh, 50-50 shot here. Depending on whether or not you roll lower or higher, we'll see what you're trying to roll. That was a joke about last time. 25. Congratulations. That's a success. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What was I rolling for? (laughs) Planet Juggernaut, you have these, uh, like I said earlier, Oz Mayhem Wolf had the, these, this visor on his helmet mm-hmm. that made it hard for you to track his movements. So I'm picturing like full-blown like robot vision for you and your oh, yeah. robot vision as you're talking to Clark Bishop who's standing in the palm of your hand blinks in the crowd and you see that there's specific movement and you actually, you see a young bald fit man with sunken intense eyes wearing a black t-shirt and jeans and he is walking through the crowd and he is heading directly for an exit that is nearby Marvin Glass's box. That's all. It's your turn. Planet Juggernaut looks at Joe and he's like, It'll be fine, buddy. And they they hover off. Who's Joe? Uh, they hover off. 
<laughs> I didn't say Joe. <laughs> You're going crazy. Uh, so we, we hover off towards the part of the dome that the box is behind, and I gently set Clark down on the ground, and then I just reel both robot fists back, and I want to smash the wall. Roll strength for me. That's a pass. <laughs> I have 315 strength. <laughs> <laughs> we found the giant robot rule uh, spec out from Pulp Cthulhu, and we're using some of those stats for nice. Planet Juggernaut. I have 315, so. Yeah, just roll a up and down check there. Let's see if you critically succeed here. Oh, 60. Oh, oh 69! <laughs> oh! <laughs> House rules, That's baby. That's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Thomas, Planet Juggernaut reaches out its arms and pulls them back to get as much momentum as Donkey Kongingly possible. <laughs> and as it swings forward and pounds its giant mechanical Mickey Mouse hands. <laughs> into the dome. Your hands, they like stick immediately. You feel like the adhesive from the dome, Mm -hmm. but they power through and the entire dome slowly creaks and the whole thing splinters like a spider on a spider web. (laughs) If you'll let me describe something real quick. I would love for you to describe something real quick. Before the place just erupts in in terrified screams there is a dead silence as people see this thing crack but you hear the loudest woo (laughs) (laughs) yes my boy planet juggernaut woo This guy, the trip from Akron was worth it. (laughs) And the entire dome shatters into this strange dust that just floats down. And okay, so my favorite firework are the ones that go and then as it like comes up, you don't really see it. And then you hear just like boom. And then there's a giant round. It's all like the gold. Oh yeah, and it's like pop I know, rocks. I know the boys you mean. It's like like weeping willow. <laughs> yes, and then it just like oh, and then it comes, and that's exactly what this dome looks like as it pours down, cool. and people start losing <laughs> their fucking minds. But rounds are only six seconds, so we've got time. Keith Vigna, you're up. What are you doing? As soon as this happens, Keith's first thought after he had been sucked up into the tornado was that that was my only chance to get rid of my two enemies now. So now that I'm surrounded by bloodthirsty people, I'm aiming my nitro thrower just at everybody in the (laughs) arena around me and just like blasting them with it and in in an attempt to freeze people so I can escape. (laughs) Roll uh, firearms. That's a pass. How many people do you want to hurt? <laughs> so how Roll many, a D100. 
how many people are in this arena completely? What did you roll on the dice? A uh, thirty-seven. You thirty-seven people get frozen solid as they're like trying to make their. Why? Honestly, they're just really scared and trying <laughs> to like leave, and you make fucking damn sure that they can't. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what I do. <laughs> All right, that's the end of round six, and what a so horrifying uh, round of this fight. Boy, howdy, I have never seen anything like this happen. Are you scared for your life, Nick? I am absolutely terrified right now, brother. <laughs> In the background, uh, Planet Juggernaut just lets out like a T-Rex roar from Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh, wait. I, that's, a, that's what he does. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's the closest that's good, I yeah did you like that yeah man it was just like I was in Jurassic Park for the first time yeah alright Nick Beckles no matter how scared we are we have to continue to do it's our job and we take it extremely seriously don't we Nick yes we take it quite seriously to report this action the minute it happens so let's go ahead and give a recap there we had Clark Bishop who seemingly for the first time in any scrap pit combat has become friends with Planet Juggernaut Juggernaut held him in his hand the two seemed to talk to each other for some now, I certainly read this that Clark seems to have fallen in love with the giant mechanical monstrosity, as we all have at one time or another. Ship them, and I will watch it. The allure of metal <laughs> spheres is great for the Nichols family. Am I right, brother? You could not be more wrong. Or the opposite of what I just said. I- <laughs> Less wrong. I agree with you whole cloth. <laughs> and Planet Juggernaut, I mean, what a performance. I have never seen a slave monster robot break its shackles in such an entertaining and firework explody type way. It was really something. He did quite a big smash, I think is what we call it in the fighting community. That is right. He used the original, who came up with that move. Who was that back in 1947? The original big smash came from... Mike Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, thanks for having me come in on the booth. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Planet Juggernaut for using my cool move that I came up with in 1947. Thanks, Big Smash Mike Tyson. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here. And we got... Keith Vigna, in a true show of his own colors, turns on the crowd and sprays some sort of terrible, terrible, noxious, freezing gas all over them, freezing about, if my math is right, what do you think that was, like 37 to be? Yeah, you know, he froze 37 people, but I'd say at least 15 of those were small children. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) We all know that those lives are more important. So... That it's makes a flashing like screen that's like welcome to family night at the school. <laughs> 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 12 and under getting free. <laughs> Let's head down now to uh, a little interview section where we talk to some of the crowd here at the Scrap Hit. We've got Jeremiah Johnson down in the crowd and ready to talk. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's Jeremiah Johnson. I'm here with three individuals that uh, it seems like uh, are f- at least half to fully frozen in um in some sort of liquid that has covered them um this first person puts the mic up to your mouth uh, 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 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Thanks for coming to the scrap pit tonight. And uh, let's move move on to the second person here and holds up the mic to you. So cold. Oh yeah, that's uh, it is cold in here. Uh, I've I've asked them if they could make it warmer, but they say the body heat makes it so that we need to turn the thermostats way down. And also we're underground, so it's always cold. And the third person who's who's here, their mouth seems to be a little bit more unstuck than the, hey there the jeremiah two. i uh looks like keith there uh, got me uh, mostly from the waist down i'm rooted in place here and then i'm telling you what i'm terrified how did do, how does it feel to be frozen from the waist down sir it doesn't feel good and uh real quick what's your name charles <laughs> snort <laughs> i'm charles snort uh i came here uh take advantage of the family night is this your child next to you on the left that we just interviewed no i don't know where my child is at this point (laughs) frankly terrified as he says that we see in the background from the curtains over the box what is that called Box, box seats, just yeah. the box. Uh, the box where the curtains are up, the Jimmy's curtains, are swaying and trembling, and then all of a sudden, an exorbitant amount of dirty water filled with different kinds of fish and a few humanoid figures explodes out of this theater box like a rushing waterfall, cascading down multiple stories, the torrential downpour flowing steadily into the scrap pit. Can we see or recognize the bodies? Nope, not currently. It is just about four bodies that are all flying haphazardly, uh, mostly covered in the water. And with that, we will head to the top of round seven. Clark Bishop, it is your turn. I'm, I'm essentially wanting to see, like I, I've seen this torrent of water coming out of it up there, but I'm really wanting to see hopefully Marvin. I'm assuming that's where he would be. Sure. I pass a 32 on a 70. What you're going to see is a few things. These four bodies, two of which are a short young woman and a tall old man, both wearing black suits, black ties, white shirts, ill-fitting windbreakers. And you see that FBI is written on the back of them. They decided to wear their FBI windbreakers into the scrap pit and they flew over the water. There's also the bald man wearing the black t-shirt and the jeans who you would recognize as Billy Harrison. And the other two is Agent Kennedy and Agent McKinley. McKinley, And the fourth body you see is tall and gaunt and wearing a black tuxedo and the skin is stretched across these long bones, and it is Marvin Glass. And the four bodies are all washed down so hard, the water pushes them so hard, it pushes them into the scrap pit with you. Water is now filling up the Colosseum, and as that happens, the dome begins to regrow. With that alertness roll, do I, can I tell, are they conscious, all four bodies are conscious? They're just being swept away. That is correct. I mean, I'd like to take a shot at Marvin with my turn if I see that happen. You do see that happen, and you may take a shot at Marvin with your turn. I'm going to do that with that sniper rifle I already had out. Pass a 16 on an 80. Roll 2d10 for damage. Uh, 14. Uh, Yeah, 14. Nice. As soon as he lands, you put three bullets in him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as he gets fucking pissed he hates it 
He hates getting shot. <laughs> oh, man, I fucking hate getting shot. He fucking hates getting shot. Planet Juggernaut, it's your turn. I watch these bodies fall, and I turn around, and I'm just bringing both fists down on Marvin. Roll fighting. I guess uh, one and then the other. Fail the first one. Damn it, two fails. You splash on both sides of him into the water. And it, I mean, if anything, it's intimidating. Before I've used all my actions, I want to say, Clark, jump on me and save yourself from the rising waters. <laughs> Keith Vigna, it's your turn. I see the water come in. I'm no longer concerned with the uh, frozen people. They've calmed my nerves uh, because they are not moving. I see that I... I, I Everybody's relaxed. <laughs> I turn around... Everybody be cool. Uh, turn around oh. and I see Marvin Glass and I, I see those shots go into him and then I see you know Juggernaut pound and I can't see whether he misses or not but I let loose a stream of frozen nitro and just try to freeze Marvin Glass into place and the water around him. Go ahead and roll firearms. It's a fail. Actually, you know what? You're going to spend some luck? I'm going to spend some luck. Yes! Nice. I'm going to spend 19 points of luck to To make that a success. success. Absolutely. What's that put your luck at? Uh, 30 minus 19 is 11, if that's your... Plus 5, so 16. (laughs) All right. I didn't know what your luck was at. Good guess. Fucking clearly. (laughs) I just let loose all the rest of the fuel, I guess, that I have in this. Just spraying on Marvin and all around him on the water and just try to completely icicle him. And that is what happens. Oh, at the end of round seven. Oh, my God. Goodness, Nick Nichols, Nick, Nick, Nick Nichols, what do you think about all yeah, What that? a season it's been today. What a season. Oh, my goodness. I have not seen such sportsmanship here in a long time. And you know what's interesting? A sort of people stew is starting to be made down there. And believe me, brother, <laughs> I'm ready to dive in and get me a mouthful. I love two things <laughs> in this world. One is stew, and the second is crawfish boils. And boy, howdy, is this the first one. All right. <laughs> In that first round, oh boy, in round seven, we had Clark Bishop, who, when we saw the water start pouring from the box where Marvin Glass typically resides with his whole retinue of Kevin and Rosemary and Worm Fingers and Francis Beans, we really did not expect that water. Boy, howdy, they just flew right on out of there with some people that I personally did not recognize. Did you recognize any of those people, Dave? I don't know most of those people, I, I think. Not a single one of them. And so, Clark Bishop, he takes a shot right at Marvin Glass. All hail Marvin Glass. All hail Marvin Glass. And he fires true, making him public enemy number one here tonight. He is really <laughs> taking a heel turn here in the scrap pit. And Planet Juggernaut, he needed tips to help out punching down on either side of Marvin Glass, spraying water up all over the place. What do we think about that? You, you know, it's crazy. You measured a heel turn, but really, Planet Juggernaut has taken quite a turn also. Is it now its own robot beholden to no man? Is free will even real? You could say that again. Is free will even real? You could say that again. Is free will even real? Amazing. And in the last <laughs> Keith Vigna there, he goes ahead and uses his weird gun that I personally have never seen used here in the scrap pit that makes the nitro freeze and it freezes all the way down. <laughs> 
and he makes a, a little icicle, a little popsicle there, Barbie glassicle, if you will, and he is fully surrounded in frozen water. I'd just like to say when Marvin screamed, I definitely didn't not shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> And before what I'm guessing is the final round of combat here at the Scrap Pit tonight, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and send it over to a crowd favorite over on our Jumper John. It is the Dance of the Silver Ball. And you guys look up at the Jumbotron and you see there are three skulls that pop up on the screen. <laughs> and one of the skulls cracks open and there's a small silver ball sitting underneath them and it goes into one of the skulls. And then the skulls all <laughs> do a little dance to the music. And then uh, halfway through, one of the skulls opens up and the sphere comes out of it and goes into a different one. And then it gets faster the second time around. <laughs> and then when it's done, it's weird because everyone would be like really freaked out by what's happening. But for the most part, uh, people love the dance of the silver sphere. So everyone's just like, two, two, one, three, Give me one, two, three, two, one, two, 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 two. And it opens and it was one. <laughs> and people continue to flee. <laughs> They've all turned around at the exits. All right. Wow. What a crazy sphere dance. All right. Let's get back to the action. It was Clark, B Clark Bishop. It's your turn. It's the top of round eight. And at the top of round eight, the floor begins to shake and vibrate as the dome fully rounds itself back out in a very fun, magical fashion. It pieces together a wholly new dome that is still made out of this crystal clear material. However, the ground begins rumbling violently. It's your turn. What do you want to do? I'm going to make a mad dash for Planet Juggernaut, and on my way, I'm going to yell, Keith, Planet Juggernaut's John! And I keep going. <laughs> And I try and climb uh, just like up onto Planet Juggernaut, whatever the easiest way to do that is. Sure. You. Uh, what would be the easiest way to do that, Thomas? Uh, there's any number of convenient like access ports and uh, crevices in my hardware, and you just like Assassin's Creed your way right up there. Nice. And that's my whole action. I'm just going to ride out whatever's going to happen next with my giant buddy. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Planet Juggernaut, it's your turn. Planet John or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Have you had that locked and loaded oh, for a week? <laughs> no. <laughs> Two. Um, <laughs> so he's he's like, hold on tight, buddy. He wants to rush up towards the seal, like the dome, before it closes in on itself, and like try to get out the other side. Amazing! You're gonna need to make a um, what's it called a roll for that. <laughs> I don't know what you'll be rolling here. Um, did you succeed? Been doing a lot of yeah, fifty fifties. So thirty eight. Thirty eight. That's a great roll, Thomas. Hey. Thanks, man. It's <laughs> it's nice to feel appreciated. Well, you rakied the dice just right, and no, I forgot to this time. <laughs> Well, then that's just luck. I wasn't cheating with my mind powers. <laughs> it's real. All right. So, uh, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do, man? I want to send one extendo arm like flying out towards Keith Vigna. Awesome. Um, as the other one is like reaching up towards an opening at the top of the dome. They're both like zipping out from the main body, like kind of at equal speeds. 
and one one is gonna try to just like zzz, pick up Keith and take him with us as the other one launches us through like as I see his arm reach out to me I throw down my riot shield ride it towards him like a surfboard oh, yes send a saw right in the middle of the icicle that is Marvin Glass and throw my arms up in order for him to have a good grip on me there's a uh, rule in tabletop role-playing games that many people call the rule of cool. So that all happens. Yeah, Sweet. fuck yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> can, I, can I roll some damage? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> what happens next is fucking bonkers. But first, let's recap what just happened. Clark Bishop sprinted across to Planet Juggernaut while screaming out to Keith that John is Planet Juggernaut. Clark then began climbing up this massive metal sphere. Keith threw down his riot shield like motherfucking electric shock and skimboarded toward Planet Juggernaut while he pulled out his saw-flinging crossbow and fired a circular saw blade into the Brendan Fraser-style cube of ice he trapped Marvin Glass in. Brendan Fraser? He was that one, right? Yeah. And, oh, uh, Leaning Tower of Cheesa guy is there. Polly Shore. <laughs> And you see him in the crowd, and he says something cool, and then the (laughs) ground, the floor of the scrap pit begins to pulsate like it's breathing. It expands to the point of breaking, and up through these metal shards that once made up the stage of the scrap pit comes flowing and bubbling hot liquid magma. The floor is lava and planet juggernaut after gogo gadgeting one mickey mouse hand to swoop up keith vigna and the other to fling yourself and your insane compatriots up out of the scrap pit as the dome completes its reincarnation you look down and see marvin glass frozen in some strange chemical compound disappear into the lava and you are standing on top of the dome of the scrap pit. What do you want to do? I, I plop the boys into a little pocket in my Juggernaut shirt that I've been wearing this whole time. The big t-shirt that says Planet Juggernaut. And I roll down the dome straight to where the announcers are. <laughs> Nick Nichols, what do you think about this new thing that is currently happening? We are seeing Planet Juggernaut with two friends rolling straight towards us. Now, I hope it's for a warm embrace, because we're his biggest fans. You do see his arms, like, outstretched towards you. Oh, my God, look at his arms. They're all outstretched toward him. Let's give this big fella a hug. Nick and Mick <laughs> Nichols both are holding up their arms in a hug-like manner and the last thing they see is two giant mickey mouse gloves swooping in to just embrace them Aww. with death oh
the screen goes dark. And in this darkness, we hear some music that Justin made. Oh, that's Justin. This is really good. Oh, wow. Yeah, thanks, guys. This is good. I like this. Yeah, I worked really hard on it. That's a good melody on that. Cool oh. sounds, man. Oh, what right a there. sick yeah. drum solo right here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing. Did you get Steven Tyler to do vocals on this? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. It's Seal. Yes. <laughs> oh, the Marat! Um, Son, <laughs> is this song in five four? That's that's, that's wow. A good word. Yeah, you really that's went above and beyond on yeah, this I'd, one, dude. I this definitely know how to do that. <laughs> the darkness. One two three four five four one two three. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it as a waltz with a two beat after each. One two three. One two. One two three. One two. Okay, so we see a road. I'm picturing the camera like on the ground in the middle of the two lanes. Trees line both sides and reach over, blending together, creating an autumnal canopy. A rabbit recklessly races across the patchy pavement, leaving behind a trail of blood thick enough to assume the animal's fate. A car flies over the top of the camera, driving furiously down the center of the road. It's a boxy black sedan, and it's trailed closely by a four-wheeler. The two vehicles turn right on a gravel road, and we pan over following them to see a wooden sign for the Contention Woods. And text at the bottom of the screen reads, 25 years earlier. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It is I, your narrative Sherpa, Wolf the Dog, standing self-assured on this massive mountain of information. If you're a bit hazy on all the details of the story so far, fear not. Go check out episode 96 for a recap of episodes 1 through 23. Episode 97 for a recap of episodes 24 through 46. And know that you are not alone. Much love. Yours, both truly and falsely, Wolf the Dog.